you are listening to the Salty Witches Podcast. I am your host for this episode, Michael, and I am joined today by Austin, who just flashed Ariana his did left you say nipple. Joint. Did I say joint? You did. Did I say joint? <laughs> that was that we was joint together. That was a that was You got something on the brain. That was a little Freudian, perhaps. <laughs> anyway, I was distracted by Austin flashing you his nip. That was a total like nip slip. Yeah. Anyway, I'm joined. I am joined. Uh, I, we are. I'm here with Austin <laughs> and Ariana, Hello. aka Moonwilla, and we actually have a guest voice on the podcast today. We are also joined by Emma, who is a part of our our family and now officially part of the Salty Witches. So welcome, Emma. Hi. All right. So um, today, I wanted to make sure. Or I want. I want. I want to um, kind of clarify for all of our viewers that. We are going to be addressing today's topic in a way that might sound fairly cynical. I think that you've all come to expect that from us. We are the salty witches after all. Um, but a little cynical, kind of a little jaded, okay? And and to clarify, I want you all listening to this to understand that in we do not in any way mean that to be the case. We're just, we're trying to position the points of interest on this topic in such a way we, we, we want we want you to think. The whole purpose of this is to really to kind of get you who listen to this to think about your own concepts and the own way that uh, your own personal way that you connect to to this particular topic. Okay, so now having said that, that little disclaimer, our topic for this episode is community and the concept of community. You made per- it sound like it was going to be something way more controversial. <laughs> did I? You're right, I did. I kind of, I, I, there are all these people that are like, oh, this is going to be juicy. And they're like, community? community? <laughs> Lame. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, uh, this, this could get, you know, you know us, we can take something boring and make it totally juicy. That's what we do. We, we specialize in that shit. Okay. All right. So, okay. So, all right. So I'm, I'm going to throw out, I'm going to throw out a question. Okay. And I want those of you present to, to please feel free to answer. Okay. All right. So Moon Willow. Yes. How would you define community? brain um so for me it's uh i think you might need to speak up a little bit (laughs) uh so for me it's i have like my kind of opinion on it of just like it's a place where people can get either get together whether physically or online um and just kind of have a mutual goal in mind uh, specifically towards like learning, knowledge, um, really awesome. <laughs> Would you behave for doing a thing here? I'm behaving. <laughs> I need you to answer this too. I will. Um, and oh. just, I'm even just trying to remember what I said prior. <laughs> but oh. oh, you're just, good. Like, now everybody knows that this is our second attempt. I didn't say that. Recording I just prior, this episode. Technically, we okay. could have just talked about it before. That's dirty laundry. That's very true. I, I ratted us out. I'm very good at that, though. Yes, we we had some technical issues the first time we tried to record this episode. So we are re-recording it because we want to make sure that we always give you a polished product. Whatever that means. <clears throat> okay. All right. But yeah, just basically a place where people can uh, come together um, and feel, I guess, kind of safe in that space and just learn together. And I don't know, it kind of almost creates this like family friend group dynamic too. All right. Austin, 
How would you define community? Community is a group of people living in the same place oh or having a particular <laughs> characteristic Stop. in common or a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. Oh God. I, I could have just asked Siri for the, <laughs> the, the online Webster's definition if that's what you were going to do. Okay. All right. Emma, how would you, how would you define community? Um, for me, it's, I would define it as comfort. Um, because when I like first was in my, like when I was trying to come out, um, okay. I would, I was very supportive in the LGBT community. Um, I thought I was a straight ally, ally. Ah, okay. Um, but then I, I mean, I realized I wasn't, um, but it's just, it's comfortable. Okay. It helps right. people feel safe in wanting to come out. Okay. For like LGBT, but there's other communities. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And well, I'm sure we'll talk about a few, few different communities okay. on this episode, but yeah, but those are very good points. I mean, all of you kind of touched upon concepts of safety, comfort, mm -hmm. these kinds of things, right? Commonalities. Um, Ariana, yes, commonalities. Um, Ariana also kind of mentioned, you know, that usually there's, um, like there's an element of work being done, right? Yeah. Like there's there's kind of a purpose, right? Like it's one thing to hang out and associate and to, to have that social element, um, but usually there there's also, um, there's another purpose usually, right? So, okay. All right, so now this one's gonna be kind of a, maybe a, a tricky question, okay? But talking specifically about pagans, which is the alternatively spiritual, whatever, whatever, you know, but basically alternative spiritualities and people who practice those. Um, do you feel that we have what could be called a community? Like, really? Do you feel we have a, a cohesive, like, like a community as pagans? Austin, what do you think on that? As a whole, yes. However, individualistically, in individually, individually, <laughs> like my answer is kind of going to be reverse of his. <laughs> oh, cool! No, I want to hear that then. Because no, different different experiences. So you're saying no because I, I'm saying I'm saying yes and no because we have the pagan slash witchy blah 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 community as a whole that is potentially worldwide, right? Um, that everyone will fall into. You know, if you're another witch and you meet another witch and you're like, oh, hey, that's cool. It, yeah, same hat. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, cool, sweet. But then you notice that one hat has a medallion while the other one doesn't. And you're like, hey, that's wrong. It's weird. What are you doing? So within our community as a whole, we have different subsets of the communities. And so yes, but no. Okay. But Okay. All right, I guess I guess that's an answer. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, Ariana, I want to I want to so hear from you. So very similar. Austin's like worded it very strange to me, but basically for me as a whole, mm. is there pagans and witches? Yes, but as a community, no. The only time I've seen like around the world, if we talk about it like globally, I haven't really seen witches or pagans come together unless it's for something big. Like when we did the spell for the wildfires happening in Australia, mm. it was kind of, we had a big majority come together. Yeah. But even then it's like, okay, cool, we're done, okay, bye. And then it's like everyone went their like separate ways. So it's like, could we really call that a community? Mm. Mm. So it then goes again to what Austin was saying where there's more that like 
subsets, those subdivisions of groups of just like, I'm going to stay in my bubble, you're in your bubble because you're weird, I don't like what you're saying. (laughs) 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 Um, And yeah, so it's kind of, once again, yes and no. Okay, all right, okay, so here's here's something I want to ask now to kind of maybe, maybe clarify something that you've both kind of, a point you've made, okay, so... Is something like, because from what you're saying, you know, Ariana, you just kind of said that, you know, like we, we tend to kind of band together. We tend to come together, I think, as what we could call community, right? Like Mm -hmm. groups of, in whatever way, marginalized people, we tend to band together, but more often than not, it seems like that's happening now really in response to external pressures, right? Like it's happening more, it seems, in response to... Uh, you know, things like, again, focusing specifically on the on the alternative spiritual community, you know, we bond together, we come together to support each other when we are dealing with religious intolerance, right? Or discrimination of some kind, right? Like, we, we're really good at that. It's kind of like that stonewall effect where it's like, enough is enough. Yeah, which is, you know, and, and I think that, that every community sooner or later is going to have, any marginalized, I should mm-hmm. say, every marginalized community sooner or later is going to have that moment, uh, probably more than once. Um, but it, it seems to me that we, um, that doesn't sustain a community though. Like, because, because again, that seems to be something more within the realm of what would you call that Austin coming together for those purposes? I believe the term you're looking for is a trauma response Oh. Oh. or trauma bonding, trauma bonding. Yeah. So well done. (laughs) You're here. You're contributing. Um, anyway. So I, but I, and I, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that necessarily. You know, those are certainly things that can bring people together. You know, and and a lot of times those are the ways that, that communities get things accomplished, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but again, I don't know that that necessarily is enough to sustain a community. So again, focusing back on our specific community, how do you all feel? How would how do you feel that like can we sustain a community when we continue to see these arguments, these fights, and these personality conflicts over? You know, you use a different color candle than I do when I you do this spell. Or, you know, you, you wear a different kind of pentacle than I do. Or you, you know, you like the author of this particular book and I don't. Like, these are, these are frivolous things that we continue to see fighting mm-hmm. about in our community. Is it possible for us to sustain community with this kind of, of ridiculousness going on? I think it would be possible if we, as a community, could decide that everyone's entitled to their own opinions but that doesn't mean that everything is correct right so if one of your favorite authors comes out and is like oh i'm actually a white nationalist and it's like "Mm, you should probably not like that you should probably not be okay with that you should probably and your response is well that's just my opinion i still think they're a good author well that's Mm. how i feel exactly (laughs) that's great um no Okay. <laughs> but so, that's but that's a fairly extreme example of difference though you know i mean yes, something like the, white supremacy is that's that's that's, that's an a, extreme example but the little teeny tiny differences like different traditions like the difference between alexandrian wicca and gardenerian wicca mm-hmm. or even the whole you have to cast a circle every time you do something yeah yeah like these are little that's things. That's a big topic. Yes, that is, it is a big topic. And the thing is, is there are people like myself where the education part comes in, and it should be, you don't have to. I think it comes and down the, to also like 
do we have to appease everybody to create a community? Mm. Well, and, because... and it seems like that's that that's something that comes up a lot now, though, right? Because we're we're very as as just as a people, I find we're very divided. There are a lot of things that tend to divide us now yeah. around. Uh, you know, life experience, belief, these things. And it seems to me like we very much have taken kind of this, like, if you don't agree with everything I do or everything I say, then you're automatically the enemy. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a very extreme position. It's a very polarized kind of a position that people mm-hmm. take. Um, what do we do to to change that? All right. Well, is that really on us? Because if people want to be argumentative, we can't change that. Mm-hmm. It's very much, I think, going around and, I guess, creating certain boundaries with people. Okay. Well, it's all in how we respond. Yeah. Okay. It's all in how we have that interaction. If someone wants to have that interaction, you're wrong, I'm right, you don't know what you're talking about. And instead of us saying, you know what, you're entitled to your opinion, and that's fine, but there are other ways. And leaving it that and then ignoring them, because eventually these, these voices will take themselves out. They usually do, I find, yeah. They usually you know, do, so. you know. Okay. Emma, what about you? Cause so going back to the, the question we asked a moment ago. Mm-hmm. So when you've, you've had situations, whether it be the pagan community or not, okay? Because I think it's probably fair to say that your, you know, your belief system, you're somewhere within the spectrum of paganism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just, but any kind of community, even like thinking of like, like, you know, like friends that you went to school with or, you know, or, uh, you know, coworkers even like, be, it's people that you, you find yourself with all the time. Like, how do you personally, do you see a benefit? Like, would there be a benefit or why would you even bother to make an effort to continue to get along with somebody that was proving to be a pain in your ass? Um, like, like, would you continue to try? words to put it a dick uh, mm-hmm. probably not <laughs> okay <laughs> because it's just so draining like I've been around people needing to be perfect and needing to fit their needs and it's draining like if we want to like have our community I feel like we need to like make people feel like they're welcome especially like new which is like me yeah, yeah. and in this like community um like our group, I feel so welcome. Like that's I've been so able to like express my new like thinking, and so I think we just need to feel like I think we need I don't know just like less. How would I put it? We need to feel more welcome. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. I get that. I think creating you know, an inviting space. Yeah, yeah an inviting space. Like yeah, mm-hmm. a space that would be open, I think, to be mm-hmm. able to support those different viewpoints and ideas, mm-hmm. but also, I guess, a space that would would in some way be uh, maintained to the capacity that, that we were then doing what we could to shut out voices that were deliberately just trying to right. make trouble. Yeah. Right? So you used an interesting word there. You talked about how draining it can be mm-hmm. to deal with these people, which I think is kind of a nice segue to one of the other points I want to talk about. So... Um, those of you who, who list, have listened to the podcast for a while now, you probably have heard, um, at least me, talk about the concept of emotional bandwidth. Uh, if you've had conversations with me at the shop or you follow us on social media, I talk about emotional bandwidth a lot, particularly when I te- I'm teaching people about things like intuitive ability, uh, intuitive empathic ability, these kinds of things. Um, but I want to ask, like like those of you here in the room with me, you know, how many how many people can you really care about? in the concept of people that would be 
community for you? Like how many people do you really have the ability to care about? I'm talking like, you know, and, and, and you know, to clarify, I'm not talking about like, like individuals. I'm talking about the concept of these are all the pagan people that kind of live in my area. And on some level, there's a part of me that does have enough care or concern about their well-being as pagans, if for no other reason than if all of those people disappear or stop being pagan for some reason, then I'm all alone, right? Which kind of defeats the purpose of community or the desire for community. So what's your take on that? Austin, what's your, what's your take on that? How, 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 how really, realistically, how many relationships or connections do you think you really can maintain given your time and your energy? That's going to depend on the person, but if we just sit, because, you know, everyone has different levels of that. You have people who are extremely extroverted, who can just maintain so many relationships. <laughs> if they're not talking, they feel like they're dying. Exactly. <laughs> and then you have individuals who are a little bit more introverted, who really just kind of want to, like, be invited to the party. They're not going to go, but, you know, it's nice to know that they're, that, that people are looking out for them. Um... So that depends. And it also depends on your position in the community. Um, if you are an elder, or if you've been put into the position of elder, or... Some sort of leadership position. Some sort of leadership We're, ta we're talking like a true elder or leader, not, yes. just, not just somebody who decides to proclaim themselves that, Exactly. Right? Like, okay. you've been in the community for a while, you've done the work, and you've seen it, and you've, you've taken a position of teacher and leader. Um... Because a true elder is not going to call themselves an elder in the community. They, they, won't, they won't really say that. Good, good point. Yeah. Um, just like someone who's truly enlightened will not say they're enlightened. Um, but when you put yourself in that position, or you find yourself in that position, you have to care. You have to care. Whether they are a part of your subset in the community or not, you have to care. Because people are looking to you for hope, for strength, for consistency. Whereas if you're just a member of the community, just kind of floating around, you have your little subset, your little you know, like four-person group you hang out with on occasion, and those are the people you care about and don't want anyone else to be upset, but this is the group you truly care about, then you don't have to have that much emotional bandwidth. But there comes a point where boundaries must be set and sometimes those boundaries come in the form of acknowledging what you said mike your emotional bandwidth we don't have the ability to maintain hundreds of relationships it's exhausting it will probably <clears throat> drive people insane it, it will it will drive you we we've seen it with some of the people who were elders in the community here where like near the end they were just like nope i literally could give two shits less about any of you Mm -hmm. But for some reason, they're still put in that position. Mm -hmm. And because they are still put in that position of leadership and other, we look at them and we're like, this is how everyone else should be acting. This, this, this is how everyone else should be acting and responding to these things. When in reality, what we're seeing is just a burnt out response. And that's not how we should react. Well, so, I mean, that kind of cycles us back around to what Emma was saying about feeling drained and you just, you know, talking about being burnt out. I mean, I think that... You know, we look at, you know, and to kind of move beyond, again, the pagan and the witch community, you know, we're looking at other communities now, you know, like, say, like, the Black Lives Matter 
movement and the community that has kind of risen around that. And I'm not talking black people because, you know, black people, that's a community that's been around forever, right? Um, but, you know, but, you know, this, this group of people that we have now that are feeling motivated, you know, and, and for those of you listening, I just want to, you know, clarify, yeah, Black Lives Matter, yeah, that's it, that's still a thing. We're not really seeing them in the headlines anymore, but yeah, that's still, still a thing. Um, something that we still need to be caring about. And, uh, you know, and of late, you know, we've had a lot more uh, public notice, I think, around, like, you know, the missing... Uh, victimized, you know, murdered indigenous women, you know, I mean, there, there are, and children, um, there the pipeline. Exactly. Exactly. Sometimes it's not even about human. Well, I I guess I I was going to say it's not about (coughs) human rights, but it is about human rights, isn't it? Even ecological issues, really, when it comes down to it, they are also about human rights most Mm -hmm. of the time, you know, and we've had so many of these kinds of movements and in the process, we wanted to be supporting, you know, these kinds of things, right? Because this is really kind of the direction the world needs to be going around some of these issues. Um, That change is needed. But I've noticed a lot of people, you know, like seriously, within just the last few months, like we've had so many different things, you know, that have hit like boom, 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 boom. All of these causes, all of these things, all of these people, all of these marginalized groups that we now want to be able to support. And I've noticed that that actually seems to really be kind of burning a lot of people out. You know, I've had that conversation with people where they're like, I don't know that I have it in me to care about this one because I cared about the last three and I'm fucking tired. Yeah. You know, and I see that burnout happening and that is such a tragic thing, but I absolutely get it. It's just, it's, it's exhausting having to feel like you have to care about everybody and, or, or having to stretch yourself in those ways. Because so it's like, it almost becomes a trend. Like, Ooh, look at me. I'm helping someone. Okay. Got my selfie in. I'm over it. <coughs> like, yeah. and it's, it's, it's more than that. You know, well, it should it, sh- it yeah. should be yeah exactly well it should be exactly yeah you know and those those are tricky situations because you know I find those are the people that really they don't care yeah right they don't that. care it's mm-hmm. performative what was that I was just saying that I was just agreeing yeah well even even when we look at the different subsets of communities like if we're looking at covens right there's always going to be some sort of leader in the coven someone who has to lead rituals, schedule, do all that stuff. And eventually that person gets burnt out because when you're doing all that all the time, always, and you're the only person raising the finger to do it, but no one else is willing to do anything. It's like, well, why aren't we doing much? It's like, you guys I don't step think you're up? fucking stepping up, <laughs> yeah. you know? So it, it, it's, it comes down to honoring ourselves and sacred selfishness. We can care about other people, but that doesn't mean we get to stop caring about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. We will only be able to care about other people to the extent that we also care about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Let me get philosophy. Well, there you go. Growing up, uh, I was told, um, and I didn't always agree with this, but it was if you see someone in trouble and they're like stuck in a pit, for example. Mm-hmm you wouldn't jump down in the pit and help them that way because now you're both stuck. Yeah. Instead, you would probably reach down your hand, but yeah. they have to be the one who actually wants to grab hold and that help, yeah, right? okay. reach out right. because then you can lift them up. Okay. Um, but if you go down, then you're both screwed. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, but there yeah. are some times where it's like, well, sometimes you do need to get down on their level to sometimes help them. But... If it's always the case, like if they're always jumping in the hole, yeah, no. It's yeah. like, no, okay. It's exhausting. Yeah. 
Yeah, again, yeah. draining, exhausting. Like, I, yep. I, I think I said before where it's like you kind of have to sometimes set boundaries and just being like, no, okay, these are my limits. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like, yeah, if I'm to care about every pagan, every witch, every heathen in Utah, I'm going to be exhausted. Because with all of their different opinions, feelings, clashing against mine, mm-hmm. um, it's just going to become to me, this emotional battlefield that I don't think I can handle. Okay. Personally, me. Well, I I don't think too many people could. Yeah. Um, And so I guess with all of that being said, would you say it's fair for us, I think, that we, and we need to be, more selective with who we claim as community? Yes. Yeah. And to be clear, I'm not saying that we're ostracizing or Mm -hmm. that we're being exclusive, you know, uh, but for our own well-being, we do need to look more carefully and make some better choices when it comes to who we really consider to be community. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, a really good example. I am not, I, I am not a Norse pagan anymore. Well, I was never a Norse anymore. I was like, I hate it. Sorry, <laughs> it's because I was thinking, I was thinking like I'm not Wiccan anymore. Is what was happening. <laughs> I'm not a member of the Norse pagan community. Are you going to bring up Norse paganism again? But that does not mean that my friends and the colleagues that I have who mm-hmm. are, I don't, that, that I don't care about them. No, I do care about them, but I, they're not, they, their practices will not directly influence mine. Yeah. And so while they may be coming to me and they're having an existential crisis with the spirit they're working with, my response is usually going to be, oh, no, I don't work with that spirit. Well, Maybe I believe this was mentioned in a previous um, podcast as well where you guys kind of brought up how it's like the Norse pagans need to take ownership of how certain group is kind of yeah just well like a, su- a sub their symbols set of their yeah. community yeah um, because like Austin said I know people who are Norse pagans mm-hmm. I don't necessarily vibe with it myself but for those who do practice it and like actually know yeah. what they're doing and studying and practicing good on you yeah. But I I will say this honestly. When I see someone, and I have no idea who they are, but I they come in and they tell me they practice with the Norse pagans, I get nervous. Because I'm like, ooh, yeah. are you a white You're, supremacist? Yeah, like, like, because unfortunately, there are some people who do come in and they're like, you hear them make certain comments and you're like, ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't want to get to know you. Yeah, Sorry. Well, yeah, in, in, coming, in, in coming back around to like, can we care about everyone in the community? We can care about them to the extent that we don't want something bad to happen. Yeah. Well, I, I think you, you kind of were, were going in a good direction with that a moment ago, Austin. And, Ar- and Ariana, you, you also you kind of added to this with what you were just saying that, you know, we, we have friends who are, are Norse pagans, just mm-hmm. using the example that you made. We got we to gotta quit bringing up Norse or Wiccans. pagans. We got to quit bringing up Norse pagans. Well, yes, yeah, so Norse pagans, fair, Wiccans, whoever. We have that thing, but I mean, that, also yeah, like Yeah, that's true. And lightworkers. We have friends in each of these people, personal connections, people that we do legitimately care about that are within the Norse pagan community, that are Wiccan, that mm-hmm. are light workers or more new age in their belief. Oh God, yeah. we've had Lauren we on the have, podcast twice. We, ha- we have friends yeah. and, and connections that are, are part of these communities. These are not our particular communities as it would relate to the particular brand of spirituality that we practice, yeah. right? And, and we can care about these people as people. 
I can be friends with like Ravenstone, for example, who I need. We need to have her on the podcast. Yes. I would love to have her on the we podcast. We should have Ravenstone and Lauren um, on the we, podcast. We need to. Oh, that be that would be fun. Oh my god, um, that we could do that whole. <laughs> we could do just an episode on on Norse paganism. We'll just we, be like. We've go. Talked, we've talked so much about some of the challenges with Norse paganism. It would be nice to actually have some Norse pagans on to talk about like the good shit in their community because there is some good shit. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. But you know, but I can care about Ravenstone as a person, and I can appreciate her dedication to her practice as a pagan. I can appreciate her skill and knowledge because she's very knowledgeable. She's a walking um, encyclopedia. And at the same time, I can I can yeah. I I can say and and feel comfortable saying I don't have to worship the same gods you do. Yep. I don't have to do the same practices you do, mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we're community because I I care about you. I love you as a person. Mm -hmm. Well, right? we see that even with Hecatean practitioners. Do we? We do. We see that with Hecatean <laughs> practitioners. Um, this is a conversation that you and I have had where it's like, yeah, we can tell they're working with Hecate. It's not necessarily the same energy that they, that we work with, but it's still Hecate. So it doesn't make them wrong, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that that we are now sharing the same community. You know, if you're... Uh, Wiccan who works with Hecate, you're working with her completely different than a traditional witch who would be, you know. Oh. So, all right, okay. So I want to, okay, I want to fire off a few more questions, okay? Because these are other issues that I see, and again, going back to, yeah, this is this is no, no violence, oh. no violence. Oh, that's the most dangerous. Um, so I want to go back to what I was saying, kind of close to the beginning or at the beginning of the episode, okay? One of the reasons that I, I chose this topic and I wanted to talk about this concept of communities because I see a lot of stumbling blocks for people, particularly people who are newer to paganism as a practice or newer to alternative spiritual or spirituality as a practice. You know, uh, I see a lot of stumbling blocks for a lot of these people in the pursuit of what they believe to be community. Okay, so I want to ask you guys. Um, has it ever seemed to you that one of the reasons that so many of us seek community is because we're trying to validate our belief and our personal experience against those of people who would be other, right? Like, yes. I guess I'm saying, like, I've noticed that a lot of people, they come to something like paganism with a history of, say, like, religious trauma, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then they become a pagan, and one component of, their, of them seeking out community is so that they can find other people who will validate their feeling and their belief, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, okay? But there's a part of me that kind of wonders, why do we care? Why do we care what those other people think? Like, what's, what are your, what, what's your take on that? Like, should we, be, should we be basing our community off of, again, I guess, external pressures? And, and can you see that there would be a trap around seeking validation of experience that could lead people into maybe the wrong community. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Well, I mean, that's what we see a lot of the time with individuals who've been ostracized that then move into hate groups. These, these are individuals who have well, incels, people who have completely and totally for some reason in society been ostracized, whether that's because they're weird or 
you know, neurodivergent or trauma or whatever. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're online in this chat room finding, oh, there's other people who've had the same experience as me. And I need to go be with these people. We're special. We're different. Mm -hmm. And boom, you have a group that meets every Saturday. Saturday? I don't know. I'm trying to think of like things. But yeah, so you have. Are you a part of one of these groups? No, I'm not. Oh God. Um, okay. Where do you go? Oh, on where do you have to go? Yeah, where do you guys? Where do you guys? Where are you 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 crazy guys going and meeting on Saturdays? I need to try avoid this the place. The bear bar. The oh. bear bar. I don't think we even have a bear bar. I don't think here. we have a bear it's bar. It's basically either. triangles at this point. Yeah, we do. We do have a gay bar, and they do have a bear night. Yeah, but hmm. anyway. But yes. well. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Emma. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I was just going to say that it, like, stems back to that comfort and wanting to feel comfortable. Um, and I'm glad that I already kind of had a group to go into after the whole, that whole trauma. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't wandering, because I probably would have wandered mm-hmm. to find, like, a community that could help, help me understand. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not always a good community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, Another thing, though, is... Yeah, let Ari like, talk off. <laughs> My turn. <laughs> Another thing, though, is, like, some people... So, let's say, for example, come from a Christian background. So, um, obviously, people know I came from a Mormon background, but I didn't really... Uh, afterwards, I left, and I think I kind of already knew I was kind of looking into the witchcraft path. Yeah. But there are some people who it's like they leave after having that religious trauma happen, and they're so lost. Mm-hmm. And so they're looking for something. And they've grown up thinking, I'm so special. I have to be special. Mm-hmm. And when they can't find it, it just becomes so erratic that they tend to fall into the wrong hands. And I don't know if I would necessarily say they would fall into a hate group sometimes. But um, I think what you were kind of going with, they don't do the research. And they just jump from one community to the next, mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I found my people. Yeah. And those people can sometimes be predators and things like that Mm. and take advantage of them Mm -hmm. knowing full well that they're not here to help them. They're just here to take advantage of that person. And it's unfortunate that that happens. Well, and so, and that brings up like the the way that you, you kind of talk about that, that brings up really a couple of the other things that I I wanted to make sure we, we, we discussed. Okay. Um, along the lines of, of people say coming out of an older religious belief. You know, people who could be, and most likely are carrying some sort of religious trauma, Mm -hmm. you know, um, would it make sense that these people jump into particular subsets of paganism because that's what they've known as spiritual practice? Like, it's that whole, as you were just mentioning, like, I'm not real, it's not real unless other people are doing this with me. Like, I need to have a group of people around me, otherwise this isn't a, re- a true spiritual faith, you know, like... Because I think that's one of the reasons why people go to church, right? Like, that's the concept or the mm-hmm. purpose of church, right? Is I sit here, there are a bunch of people around me, you know, in the in these other pews, and we're all here for the same purpose and with the same belief. Which really, to be honest, probably isn't true either, because everybody no. in that church probably has a very different connection with whatever that religion might oh, be. If you um, talk to people, it's like the opinions are so different. Oh, yeah. Exa- yeah, exactly. And those are, those are the conversations sometimes that are never had, and they should be within those religions. They absolutely should be. But... But, um, but I'm, I'm wondering, like, would it make sense though? Like, like people, because they're, again, they're seeking this sense of, again, of, of, you know, community, um, that they would seek out something that would be a replacement of what they had before. I don't think always. 
and I can give my cousin as an example. Okay. Um, because it's, I don't know if he necessarily went from, well, I guess in a way he did go to a community, but it's more the atheist group. Okay. And he is now trying so bad to just get all my family members out from the cult. And I'm like, mm. good on you. Yeah. I do not have, that goes back to that emotional bandwidth. I'm like, I, I can't do that. So mm-hmm. I'll let you keep beating that dead horse. Cause okay. yeah. <laughs> well, cause at that point that's really basically what it is. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. uh, but he kind of went from like, no, I don't believe in like what he deems the supernatural and stuff mm. like that. Okay. And so he went from a total complete, scientific perspective and sometimes it just i think it helps to have some sort of knowledge yeah behind because if it's someone who just is raised on beliefs and myths and stuff like that that's what they're looking for mm. is the these high hope fancy fairy tales yeah and hopes that it's like that will fulfill their life but it's like no you need to actually do work mm-hmm. Or else you're still going to be searching and searching and searching and yeah. searching and never finding what you're, you're looking for. That's true. I mean, yeah, at least nothing that will have more meaning, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, the other thing you mentioned, okay, and then, and I, I'd like to hear Austin, your your experience on this. Not your personal experience. No, he experience. looks like he's going to just He's going to explode over here. He's got something he's been wanting to say. Um, he's been giving me, giving me dirty looks and side eyes over here. I'm not going to give you dirty looks. Anyway, so but I want to hear from you, and also I think I think Emma, I would love to hear your take on this as well. Okay, so one of the other traps that I find a lot of people um, kind of fall into in the pursuit of community, particularly and unfortunately within the pagan community, if that's again what we can call it, um, and Ariana kind of brought this up or mentioned this, okay, but when you're so desperately looking for something to help you feel that you belong, when you're so desperately looking for something to help you to feel comfortable and safe i find it's much more easy to fall into the clutches of people who do tend or who do who could potentially be predators you know and when i say predators i'm talking in every sense of the word i'm talking sexual predators i'm talking you know narcissists and wannabe gurus manipulators manipulators, people who are willing to do whatever it takes to get you to be whatever they need you to be Mm -hmm. and to use you and sometimes in really unfortunate ways. And I've seen a number of people fall into traps around this in their pursuit of community. Um, Austin, we, we've actually, we're familiar with a couple of other situations here mm-hmm. in the area, just in our area. Well, we had um, Wendy on yes. that Coven conversation. Uh-huh, exactly. On the podcast we did about Coven's where she related how she was sexually assaulted by by someone in, in a prior Coven that she was involved in. And, you know, and... The only thing that really led to that experience, the, the, the thing that really kind of opened her or made her available for that to happen was she was so desperately looking for a group to belong to. She wanted so badly to be a part of that coven and in the process they betrayed her and, and violated her in a horrible way. Mm-hmm. So but that's not the only experience. We had another coven in town who had like some some big problems with that. Yep. And, like that, that coven basically fell apart once everybody got wise to what was going on. So I guess where I'm going with that is, was does it make sense to the two of you? Like, could you see, like, like I mean, does that make sense? You know, in getting our listeners to kind of consider that a little bit, you know, the desire, the need to belong, to be accepted. Oh, yeah. Are, we, we can leave ourselves so open to yeah. being used and abused. Mm-hmm. Well, we see that a lot when people are coming from a highly religious, highly controlling, highly cult-like background if that is all you have known then you're going to 
jump to that mm-hmm. at the because it's comfortable. The only difference is it's going to be a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's just going to be a different colored sheep. You know, yeah. um, I mean, everyone who comes in and they're always, oh, I'm new and I'm looking for a coven, and it's like, why? Well, community. Covens are not community. They are a community, but they are not what the community is and made of. And so I always encourage newer practitioners, whether they're pagan witches, pagan witches, um, to find out what they believe on a solitary level first. Because if you're going from hellfire and brimstone and being told that if you lay in bed and think about Where are you going with this? naughty things oh at night God. and you're going to burn in hell and then oh, you go from there <laughs> and then you jump from there into a, into a... Um, are they a, still sexual favors if it's just you in the bed? And you jump into... <laughs> sorry, this is a, a bit of an inside joke. Sorry. And, you, and then you jump into a coven that that's where everything is, is dogma, 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 dogma. It's going to be comfortable for you, but you're just doing the same thing, just... Mm-hmm with different names. Well, I guess that's another good point. I mean, in looking at covens, I mean, uh, or not covens, excuse me, but communities. Shouldn't there be some element of the, of a community that encourages to grow? Yes. Like yeah. growth and change? Yep. Right? Like, it seems to me like that could, that would should be an important component mm-hmm. of community. Yeah. That should be an important uh, component of community. And unfortunately, there are, in various subsets of the spiritual community, we have a lot of people who are claiming to help people grow, but really they're just locking them into a traumatic cycle. Okay. I think it's that thought of feeling like so drained and needing that acceptance. Mm-hmm. So they run to wh- wherever they can. Yep. Well, your experience will be a little bit younger than, than probably ours mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. on this. And, <laughs> and then because you're, you are, you're quite a bit younger. I'm a baby. Okay. Um, and, <laughs> And I, so I guess, but that gives you a very, that gives you an interesting and I think a very powerful perspective on something like this because mm-hmm. your generation right now is, <laughs> I think, at both times, and forgive me, this is my old fart perception <laughs> of, your, of your generation, okay, but your generation right now is at both times, your generation has access to more yeah. than probably any generation prior. Yeah. And at the same time, it seems like your generation also is constantly seeking like or there's a lot of people i i shouldn't say your generation because that's a blanket statement but but it's i run into a lot of people kind of within your generation who f- are are feeling disconnected or lost mm-hmm. or feeling welcomed and attention yes exactly and it's just it's the oddest it's the oddest dynamic for me because again there's this part of me that's like you guys have access to things to connect you to the world and to other people that no one else has ever had and, and yet you still struggle so much with feeling loneliness or on the yeah. outside of oh, things. Um, to the extent that I see it, it making a lot of younger people, people your age, making decisions and getting involved with things that end up really being very harmful yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for them. Um, so I don't know. So what's your experience on that? I mean, do you feel, I guess, and if you don't, that's okay. But could you see how something like your age, uh, life experience, 
the era that you're born into as it might relate to things like technology, culture, how those things also would certainly have some bearing on community? Yes. Um, I think, especially like young kids, like technology is such a big thing. Like I have um, my cousin who just turned nine, has a phone. Mm -hmm. And technology and just like social media is such a big part of like feeling like loneliness and like trauma mm -hmm. because yeah. kids at the age of nine are already feeling like they hate their body and they need mm -hmm. to lose weight they need to be pretty like this influencer gotcha and mm -hmm. it fucks people up yeah especially growing up in that yeah mm -hmm. and i think everyone is feeling like they need to feel validated and needing to be beautiful mm -hmm. and so they they go into things to cope yeah we all, we all just want to feel like we belong, yeah. right? And that's, of course, that's, I think, one of the positive reasons for seeking out community, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Cool. Cool conversation. What do you think, Scout? Chomp, 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 Scout, chomp. Is, Scout is chomping on a, on a dog <laughs> toy over here, and he's, he's having a good time with that. I, I'm glad he likes it. Um, all right. Does anybody have anything they want to say to our listeners or for our listeners about community and why we, we need to be more careful or more considerate around how we identify that and what we allow that to be in our lives. So I'll just kind of reiterate what I think we talked about in the Coven podcast episode mm -hmm. is when you're getting into any community, any group, what have you, just make sure you do your research. You wouldn't see a group of people behind a gas station be like, oh my god, friends. You'd be like, they probably seem dangerous. Someone might. I, I would. <laughs> like, hey, what's going on over here? So, <laughs> are you guys shooting dice? What's happening back here? What are you doing with that spoon? You guys are ruining my message. Sorry, sorry. Please, back to, I'm sorry, we're sorry. Right. No, you're good. But, uh, are we just, you would, you know, hopefully vibe check people and just mm -hmm. kind of get to know them first before you're like oh yeah i'm totally a part of this community kind mm -hmm. of a thing you know and not just hopefully dive into the wrong set of people because remember some people can wear a mask before you really get to know them mm -hmm. just just don't be a dick like we all have different <laughs> opinions like just because they don't have your opinion doesn't mean like they're wrong yeah. Like, I, I hate when people are like, oh, that's wrong because that's not how I feel. Like, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first, know who you are alone. Sorry, I got a huge Mufasa vibe right there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> right up. I was like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> like, I was like, preach. Testify, brother. Mom's going to yell at us. Probably. <laughs> Except for y'all are being the loud ones, not me. Oh. Um, it's fine. I'll take the blame. Um, know who you are alone before you know who you are in a community. Mm. Because your individuality is what will bring something special mm -hmm. to that community. Mm -hmm. Not how you fit in and how everyone else vibes with the same idea, that's great, you know? Uh, I, I love that people are turning away from 
utilizing sage and doing things that are more on a rosemary, you know, working with rosemary. However, if you are someone who doesn't use burnables to cleanse your space, <gasps> you should not feel any shame about that. You should be able to know that that's not how, that doesn't work for me. That's not how I work. And so... Well, even sometimes your living situation, you might not be able to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so you need to know who you are and what works for you first before you proceed to try and figure out where you fit into a group. Because otherwise, it's going to be like fitting a rectangle into a square hole. You might be able to with a little bit of force, but you probably don't want to. What if you just turn the rectangle to the side? I mean, wouldn't then that would go through the you, square hole? That's still changing. Oh. The dimension okay. of that. Yeah. Why is the hole square? Usually <laughs> holes are circular. <laughs> oh my god. So We've no, now reached sassy pants, Mike. <laughs> so know who you are on a solitary level yeah. before seeking a group. You really need to understand mm -hmm. you as a whole before yep. you try and get into a community. Mm -hmm. Now now the thing is that doesn't mean that you're not gonna change. Change and growth go hand in hand. It can be very good. It yeah. can be very I good. Changed, yeah. it, it helped me as a person. Exactly. Yeah. And so but being able to go into a situation knowing like, yeah, I don't vibe with that deity, so I probably shouldn't go to this ritual. <laughs> it's probably a good thing. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, I don't vibe with that practice, mm -hmm. so I'm not gonna. Yeah. You need to understand your your boundaries. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what you value. Or else yep. it's gonna fuck you up. Yep. Correct. And that is also a, a huge component of, of sustaining community. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what about you, Mike? Huh? Words of wisdom from this. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Um, I was, I was, no, I think, I think. Are you here? Are you here for the podcast? I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here in, I'm here in spirit. Oh. Uh, Reason and Ouija board to talk yeah, to my right now. Yes, exactly. It's um, actually a spirit box. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I think, I think, you know, I think we pretty well have covered, you know, some of the points I wanted to talk about. Again, you know, I, I just, I want our listeners to, again, to take some of what we've discussed you know, um, sometimes in, in, in kind of slightly a roundabout way here on this episode, um, you know, and again, just con consider how you are and, and uh, identifying community and, and look at your motivations for why you would be seeking that. Um, all right. Let's switch gears. <laughs> oh, God. Let's switch gears. What are we loving and or hating about our community right now? When you look at paganism, witchcraft, these these communities, folk practitioners, occultists, you know, just these different subsets of our community. What are, what are we loving and hating right now? I guess mine will kind of go hand in hand because there's a couple followers, uh, not followers, a couple people I follow on TikTok mm -hmm. um, who ha are trying to help teach those who are wanting to learn in the witch talk community and things like that but some of them just get bashed so hard mm -hmm. because they're not as popular as some of the others that probably shouldn't be popular yeah but even though Story they have a hard life. time <laughs> yeah even though they have a hard time and have that shenanigans to battle through they're still being like no i still love doing this and i want to teach people you love to see it. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. 
Austin. I've had 13 people come to the shop in the past week talking about how they have been God-spoused. And I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, no, you have not. Okay? <laughs> they they getting that God D is what they're saying. Oh. They are. They're getting the God D. The God D. <laughs> do they... Okay, I guess I, I, since you bring this up, do they ever... When the, when this conversation arises, because I, you you apparently you get all, you get all these people. I think I've had this interaction with two people. Like I'm, seriously, over the course of the last five years, I think I've had this interaction with only two people. I see people talking about this way more on online social media circles than in person. But when these people have come to you and they like are looking you in the eye and they're telling you they're God's spouse, are they ever telling you who the God is? Oh yeah, okay. oh yeah. Right now, the current one's Hades. Oh. oh yeah, because you know, because Persephone would totally allow that to happen. <laughs> yeah, there, um, no, she, she's gonna leave Persephone because you know, God mythos and <clears throat> mythology and Gnosticism is like you know, malleable and mutable like that. I want to know like when people say shit like this because you guess, know we live in fucking War Olympus. This is this is the part of it. Hey, don't be <laughs> hey, just, don't be trashing on War Olympus. <laughs> I love that comic. But um, we do not live in that. And that is no, no we do not. And that comic book and, and, and that comic is you know as wonderful as it is. The oh, comic so. is not uh, you know that's not legitimate you know mythological information. A lot of it, but no, it's a story. Um, yeah, but um, I guess you know, and this is this is what makes me a jerk is in having those interactions. I, my, my first question to these people is always is, would always be, what makes you so special that of all of the people in the entire world, this God would choose you? Like, what, what makes you so special? Why, why are you the one? You know, and I'm, and in saying that, it's not that I'm trying to diss that person, because God, who knows? I don't know that person. Maybe they are the most amazing person in the world they could be. You know, maybe I want to marry this person, right? <laughs> but... Um, you know, but, I, but that's always my question. I'm like, okay, can you explain to me why? What made you, of all people, why why this deity, why this God would choose you? What, oh, they had a it? dream. Oh, is that all it takes? Yes. A dream? So okay. here, here's what I'm going to say. God spousing is a real thing. God spousing, historically, is a real thing. Mm -hmm. However, um, it requires years and years of veneration vivication dedication all the asians it requires you say all the asians all the asians a-t-i-o-n-s haitians oh like white cleft it requires all those things so and it's and it's fervently it's not just oh hey i went to yankee candle and bought like the new season smell and I put lavender and rosemary in it because you can use those for everything. And now I'm God's fault. <laughs> that's my crystals. Yeah, that's, that's not what it is. The actual act and ritualistic and religious purpose of God spousing is you are the housing unit for that deity. That is, that is your purpose, is you are their connection well, to the world. Well, and I guess if, if you look at those, if you look at the stories around God spousing where you see that actually popping up as a spiritual practice in different cultures, um, those people that would have been espoused to a particular God, there was always something, even beyond all of the, the ritual and the work, those were almost always people that were chosen in some other way as well. Yeah. Like, these were people that were considered before any God was stepping up to try to espouse them. These were people that were 
somehow like they were touched by the gods. Yes. They were believed to be yeah. like they were different. And as a result, these were usually also, unfortunately, a lot of the time people that were the outcasts yeah. of their communities. You know, I think that that it was something that we could see going hand in hand with say like the concept of star seeds, right? Where you're like, I, cause I think about that. I think back on this particular topic and I think, okay, these ancient stories are these stories that we have of people in different cultures that were God spoused. Like, I'm like, was that really a decision that was made or was that the story that was written mainly because this person was just so different from everyone else in the village because maybe perhaps they were on the autism spectrum or they were neurodivergent in some way. Mm -hmm. Like they were just so different, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, and so people came up with these stories, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and, and in this day and age, the only current way you can choose to be a god spouse is if you get thyself to a nunnery is if you mm. decide to go through that process because the ancient temples and <clears throat> ancient practices and ancient religions of Rome and all those other places that would have practiced that don't exist anymore. And that's true. We don't have those practices a lot of them anymore. And so what would happen is a new reconstructionist version and even then, there is a high priest or a high priestess or both involved. You don't just get to wake up one day and say, Haha, I'm Hecate's husband now. It's not how that works. He'd probably be like, gross. <laughs> yeah, Hecate very much gives me like an asexual vibe. She's kind of like, ew. No, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, okay. I, I guess one other thing Once I again, would... She a one other thing I would matter. probably say to that is like, Why? It gives you why would why would anybody okay I mean oh no I trust me I get the clout I get the the need to be special I absolutely yeah, get it that definitely stems to like wanting to be more powerful and oh I'm the one look at me yeah because yeah, well, everybody wants nice. to be special right uh -huh. everybody wants to be the chosen mm -hmm. um, you know but they can't be because I am <laughs> um, anyway but no but I'm like but okay but thinking about it practically I mean what would that even look like? What would that be? Because those people, even in the old stories that were God spoused, those people had to live lives that were sometimes really shitty. Yeah. Like even after being espoused by the gods, like these were people that had to face horrible circumstances. Mm -hmm. Well, um, and they weren't, it, it wasn't glamorous. No. no. You know, the gods can be demanding. Yeah. Most of the times when the God chose somebody, it wasn't very consensual. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and so you didn't end up in a very good way either. So what I see with God spousing in this day and age, as it has become more popularized with social media, um, is it's like Emma said, and like you said, it's a need to feel special. It's a need to have clout. It's a need to have power. But on top of that, it breaches that very fine line between fantasy and reality and if your witchcraft is based on a comic if your spiritual practice is based off of the lore of a disney movie you are doing nothing but just peter panning you're not growing up you're not growing you're not evolving you're staying stuck in your tra traumatic cycle that, that you're in. And so that's what's bothering me because it's completely 
that it's just allowed to go on. Well, that's the, that's the concern I have. You know, and to me, that's almost like. And then when you step into that position, and you're like, "Hey, no, well, this is not a well, thing." Well, no, it's these people though too. I think because I think that's where something like that becomes dangerous. Because you know, if you as an individual want to believe something like that, then okay, you know, great, cool, you know, but shut the fuck up about it. You know, it's that they then have to go out into the world, which proves to you that all they're really doing is seeking validation and they want to be made to feel special because if being a spouse to a God alone was enough, that that would be enough, right? You'd be like, okay, this is our arrangement. This is this is how this is gonna work. And I don't really need, the whole world doesn't need to know about this, right? But they need to tell the whole fucking world. And in the process, they mislead and confuse so many other people who don't really know. Like, what is this? Is this, is this the thing? I guess this is the thing, you know? And then you've got other people running around there like, well, why? Maybe I want to be God spoused. Why? Why does? Why hasn't a God chosen me? And the answer to that is, gods don't choose anybody. Your pussy gods, good. gods don't want to marry you. Gods don't want to marry you. They God, don't why, need it. Why would a God need to espouse a human? You're mortal. Your lifetime is a blink. You're icky and full of diseases. Exactly. Ew. Ew. You are a meat sack. Okay. Now, okay. Now, having said all of that, Makes human sense. beings, we are also we are amazing beings. Okay, well, we, we all are. Have we are. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can act really stupid, but but as far as like a spiritual form of life, humans are amazing, right? I mean, we we we've got some good shit going on too, but not to the extent that I think that gods are going to be lining up to be, you know, like, oh yeah, hey, let's let's tie the knot, you know. So, yeah, I get why... you. Not even that special. I'm sorry, but compared to a god, mm-hmm. like literally. Yeah. If if Hades had his choice between me and Persephone, <laughs> he go and choose Persephone. I don't know. Maybe he's into bears. <laughs> Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's more Persephone I'd be worried about. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> well, and Persephone is worse. Yeah, as far as like Hades. yeah, as far as I'm like like Hades would probably be like like you know like like some of the other gods you know because again we can't we cannot place human concepts of morality on god exactly right? we can't do that okay we shouldn't do that because they're they're removed of those things but i don't think as a god that hades would necessarily have a problem fucking around on persephone and oh, what he did, but what and... ariana says is right it's <laughs> persephone in that situation you want to be afraid of look up the story of mint and then you'll find out why there you, you don't go. want there to you go. shoot <laughs> She get you. She get oh. you. Um, I love it. She she get you. Yeah. So. She stomp you into a plant. There you go. Exactly. My favorite Sorry. is when Mike teaches his second day class and talks about the deep non. He's like, and you don't turn around because she'll get you. Oh. Yes, yes, <laughs> I guess I said that. Yeah, my students. The last time I taught that class, I was like, leave your offering, and when you leave an offering, you turn around and you don't look back because if you turn back, she'll get you. Um, which I love to, to. I just love to see the look in people's faces when I say shit like that in a class. Like, oh, he's like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What will happen if it touches the ground? Yes. Exactly. Oh, God. No. Well, you don't touch the ground. The ground is lava. <laughs> what I'm in, um, what I'm enjoying. Oh, okay. Yes, there's an enjoying, an enjoying thing. Okay. What I am enjoying is I'm enjoying our desires to go back to working with uh, pharmacaea with plant medicine. I'm loving that a lot of people are getting into that, and I'm seeing a lot of people wanting to actually do proper research on it because you know for the longest time people were um mugwort yeah (laughs) um (laughs) so i'm loving that we're getting back to 
learning some of the stories and the myths behind plants as well because they all have their own little story in each and every different culture How about you? I, I think this week I only really have a something I'm not liking. And I'm not even going to say Shocker. I... I'm not... I, I know. I, I'm always the pessimist no, in the room. No, it's me. Um, <laughs> I am. I am. I'm, 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 I'm the downer in the group. Um, I won't even say I'm hating this because it's not, it's, not, it's not worth hating because everybody needs to ultimately kind of find their own position and their own belief on this. But one of the things that I'm seeing lately and I'm continuing to see this communication and I, I have to admit I've been guilty of this myself okay but I'm kind of tired of seeing newer practitioners shitting on people like Silver Ravenwolf Scott Cunningham Raymond Buckland you know now to clarify okay these people all have written some Horrible, really horrible shit, okay? I mean, horrible in different ways, okay? Like, all of them, of course, as every author will, have written from their own perspective, their own experience, and to some extent, the way that they kind of ideally wanted things to, to really be, whether that was true or not, right? I think that's just what authors do, right? Mm -hmm. They write the story, they write the story that they want, okay? Um, you know, whether it's supposed to be real or not, okay? Um, we cannot stop human bias, Okay, that's just a part of our being. But uh, but I'm kind of getting tired of people trashing on some of these people, these authors, because I know a lot of people out there who are badass, really powerful, amazing witches and magical practitioners, and they never would have been if they hadn't picked up that first Silver Raven Wolf book. Yep. You know, and so I guess I guess I'm just kind of like I'm I'm tired of. And again, as I mentioned a moment ago, trust me, I have said some shit. I've I've shit talked those authors too. I'll be the first to admit to say that Buckland and Cunningham in particular, that a lot of what they've written has not aged well. Mm -hmm. Well, um, what you just said there is they come from a different time, mm -hmm. and it's like yeah, that's no excuse, but also those books were written at a different mm -hmm. time. It's not like they can well, quickly it was, edit it. Well, yeah. It was, written at a different time most of those authors are dead out of those two out of those authors that you mentioned the only one that's still alive is is silver raven well there are others i mean i, I alistair crowley was popping up in a conversation mm -hmm. a lot this week too in in different places online and, and in person and um you know and he's another one i you know i personally feel a lot of conflict over you know the guy was a drug addict a narcissist i mean there's a whole list of things that were wrong with that guy shit he appropriated shit he stole shit that he like unverified personal gnosis that he experienced that he was able to then sell to a whole group of people you know the thelema and all this other shit you know and if there are anybody listening anybody listening to this if you are a thelemite for somebody who was a part of you know the oto or you you know you subscribe to crowley's work you know please no offense okay but uh but you even you have to admit that the man was problematic um but but we would not have an occult community, or the, the occult community, I should say today, would not be what it is without his contribution. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I'm kind of like, like, people need to remember their roots in the process of trying to improve, to be more politically correct, and to, to, to pick apart the things that are wrong with many of our communities and our practices. We do need to remember that most of us would not be where we are today if it were not for these pioneers. Oh, yeah. We need to own the history and acknowledge it to move forward. Mm -hmm. And allow that history to shape a better future exactly. for us, 
and the next generation and the next generation to come. I, I kind of had it lucky. I was hereditary, you know, and that's great and that's good and that's awesome. But I started in Wicca. We all know that. And I can say I have, for the longest time, before some of the newer books came out, my reference to people who were just coming from a religious background to going into, like, witchcraft was, here, read some Cunningham. Because he gives you structure. And while it's all a lot, it's misappropriative, it is, it can be an issue, the reality is, is he gives structure. And for someone who is trying to figure out their own path and where to go, you need structure. You just can't, you just can't wing it. Oh, oh my God. he's like, but my head's my high. Scout found Mr. Hedgie. <laughs> he's, now he's going to annoy everybody with a squeak. So anyway, Emma, is there anything that you've noticed? Oh, Mr. Scout, <laughs> I need Scout. you to, I need you to, I need you to hold off on the toy for just a moment. Um, Emma, is there anything you've noticed about the pagan community or witch community? Anything you've seen or heard lately that you're just kind of like, what the, like, or maybe stuff that you're enjoying? She's like, um, everything. <laughs> yes? Well, so I am still very new. Um, but I, I feel like the, oh my gosh, just opinions and beliefs on different people, like, needing to feel like their opinion is more important than others. Mm. That is what's shitty, because no one's going to have the same beliefs. Everyone's going to think differently. Even if you're in the same coven. Exactly. In the yeah. same tradition. And I think people need to understand You think differently? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> you're done Get here. <laughs> but I think people need to understand that. Not everyone is the same. If everyone was the same, life would be boring. Yeah. So boring. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. All right. Do you have anything to say, Scout? Squeak. <laughs> Squeak. <laughs> Scout, can you sing your song for our listeners? <laughs> like I'm not excited enough. <gasps> Scout, you want it? He's gonna be quiet now because they never perform when you want them to. He's shy. He's our he's our singer. Scout is Scout is, is very uh very vocal. Um Especially anyway. if you call him Hecate. Yes, oh yeah, if you call him Hecate, uh, he's no, all I over think the Roxy is very vocal. Yeah, she yeah, Roxy makes a lot of noise too. Well, yes. I mean, so for our listeners, I, I started a new journey. Um and it's been really, really cool. But I did a ritual uh a few nights ago. And you're going, to, you're going to need to take that away from him. <laughs> and right. as, as soon as, as soon as we were calling in Hecate, it was just quiet in the house. And then as soon as we started calling in Hecate, just scout. Yes. That was Austin. And I was like, oh, how do Hecate? So yes. Okay. You can have Mr. Hedgie. Okay. Why well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up? Yeah, this we're gonna wrap up. Okay, thank so, you so much, anyway. everyone. Yes, thank you for for spending the last hour and, and eleven minutes with us. Um, we of course will be back within the next couple of weeks with another episode. Um, we thank you as always for continuing to support the podcast. Please send us your questions if you have them. Um, you can contact us through Instagram. You can contact us on our Facebook page, um, and we we will uh, happily address your questions on our next episode. Um, until then, thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so yes, and thank you for joining us, Emma. Yeah, so, thank you for having me. I love that you had a southern accent. I know. <laughs> thank okay, you. Accents just come out, and it's it's especially working at Austin a clinic. does that. Like I'll be like on the phone, and I'll be nervous, and just like accents come out, and I'm like, oh. I do the same thing. That's okay. Anyway, all right. Thank okay, you. Thank you, everybody. Bye.